Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Good morning. Good to see everybody out on this dreary Sunday morning, but it's always good to start the day off in God's house. It's always sunny and warm in His house, and what a way to start the week off, to know that you started it uh, in God's house, letting Him lead and guide us. Good to have Harrison back. I don't see the guitar, so I assume that uh, you're not ready just yet to... Okay. It is good to have you and Irene both back. And uh, I missed last, was Minnis here last Sunday? I got home and I got thinking I didn't see Minnis. But I don't see him today. So I just, he was here last Sunday, but he had to leave early. Okay. I guess that's maybe uh, where I missed him. Because usually he's outside. If I don't get to see him in here, I catch him outside. And for some reason, I. Got home and thought, well, I didn't see minutes. So, anyway, uh, we do miss him today. Uh, who else do we need to uh, lift up today in our prayer uh, request? Like I say, we'd glad to have Harrison back. Now, have you got your test back yet? Uh, no, yeah. what? Yeah, all that was good. Well, good. That's, that's a jolly uh, report to have with us. Yeah, her mother is in the nursing home for a few days, so hopefully she'll be back on her every other week routine where she has to work next weekend and be with us the following weekends. Others? Leah and Bob. Leah? Leah and Bob. Leah, okay. Is this a health problem? Okay, remember Leah. So others? Bob, Bob, Bob uh, yes. How's he getting along? He just like he was, so. not any worse, but not any better. So just remember him. Other Philip and Brandy. Philip and Brandy. Philip and Brandy. Okay, uh, I'm sure we had several at Sunday school. We want to uh, remember them. Of course, Barbara and Carla usually have their normal family in, uh, each week, so I guess they're all about the same, but we need to lift them up tonight. Good to see uh, Lauren back. How's the uh, throat? Well, good. We're glad to see you back with us and have you back. Edward Wolf and then the Johnson family. Edward Wolf. Edward, okay. Yeah. And then remember uh, the Dusty Williams family. Dusty Williams. Yeah. He passed away on Wednesday. Hmm. Was this expected or just sudden? No, was... he was my age. Oh. Others you need to. Brenda, uh, still. Under the doctor's care, and uh, good to know that they're doing, able to be with us on Sundays. So. Uh, have you talked to Joe? No, no. I've been. Well, I went by his hand on 
know you can come to the door and I didn't know uh, I've been by a couple times his truck was never there and uh, so I, both trucks were there when I was there and they didn't come to the door so I need to try to get back with him Remember Joe, he uh, was up in Canada with his grandfather passing away. So, Fonda Elementary, Larry Lawson's mother, she passed away Friday night. A lot of death here. She'd be buried out here in the cemetery Tuesday. Okay. So, that was, you said Larry Lawson's mother? Mm -hmm. Okay. She's 95. Hmm. So, let's remember this family, this Louse, others. Yeah, and you uh, good to have them with us. Invite them back more often, be with us. I spoke to Kathy, my cousin. She's, her back's bothering her real bad. Okay, remember Kathy? <clears throat> I'm hoping she'll get back to church. She's been staying in Johnson City with her ex-sister-in-law. Up there, yeah, I knew she'd been in Johnson City for quite a while. So keep praying for her. She'll be back with us. And of course, we're missing Missy. Her kids. Uh, to, let's see, does he mail some? Anybody heard anything from the cooks? Not since that one day I went by and talked to them. Did you say you had called, talked to them? Somebody had called them? I talked to them last week for last and she was going to try to come to church and she called me Sunday morning and said they couldn't come. So I know they told me they had quite a bit of traveling they had to do. So, mm -hmm. uh, Francis and John. The, anybody sick that didn't know of anything? Let's remember Francis and John because they're normally here with us, so we want to remember them. Others. Good to have Ron with us. And she'll be a leader and she'll be getting stronger and stronger and be. Hopefully with us real soon, so want to remember that. And we're missing the other one. Are there others we need to lift up? Any unspoken requests? Let's go, Lord. Father, we come to you today with thanks in our heart for many blessings that you have given to each one of us. And we've had some joy reports this morning of people who are recovering from their troubles, health problems. Those who are able to be back in church with us have been missing due to the health that's kept them away. But Father, as we have many thankfulness to be overjoyed, we also have burdens that we bring with us. We still have friends, loved ones, members of our family, members of this church family who are suffering illnesses, those who may be facing operations or have come through operations. Father, we sadly hear of some death that we learn about today. We just ask that you would be with each of these families as they go through the loss of a loved one. And comfort and console them, Father, as only you can. 
We ask that you would be with this church, this congregation. Continue to bless it as we enter this new year. And help us to be, Father, the voice and the shining light in this community that we need to be to bring others into a commitment, into a relationship with you and your son. So, Father, we just ask that you would use us in whatever way that you may have a need and place us where we need to be that we can best serve you. Father, we ask as our youth prepare to be in resurrection in two weekends, that this will be a weekend that will change their lives, will draw them closer to you and closer to this church. And when they come back to us, they'll be more involved more committed to this church, to you and your son. So, Father, we just ask a blessing upon each one who will be going to Pigeon Forge in two weeks for this resurrection weekend. Be with the church as we have activities scheduled, as we plan our calendar year that we will do things to be more involved in the service that this church offers to the community, but above all, that we're more involved in spreading your word and your message throughout this community. Father, we thank you for each one here today. We know when the weather gets the way it is today that people sometimes don't like to fight the elements, so Father, we're just thankful for each one who came out today and are in our presence. Now go with us through this remainder of this service, remainder of this day, and bring us back, Father, to your house next Sunday is our prayer, as we ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, the ushers come forward. We'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Father, today as we receive this offering in your son's name, we're just thankful that we're able in this way to bring some joy and happiness into someone's life who may be down in the dumps due to problems beyond their control. And that through this offering, they would realize that your son loves and cares them. And also this congregation shares that same concern and the willingness to help. So Father, as we receive this offering in Jesus' name, we do so because he has done so much for us. Now may we do something for someone in need today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Last Sunday, as we talked on the church calendar, it was designated as Epiphany Sunday. Today, if you look at your church calendar, this is the Sunday that is set aside to uh, remember the baptismal of Jesus Christ. So this is the baptismal of Jesus Sunday on your church calendar. And, uh, of course, like I said, last Sunday was Epiphany, which was the coming of the Magi seeking. And so today uh, it's the baptismal of Jesus. Now, if you look at the Methodist Book of Worship, uh, it defines baptismal as an outward or a visible sign of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are seven sacraments in the Roman Catholic uh, service. Uh, you know, the Methodist has some background to the Methodist uh, religion. And of those seven sacraments, the Methodists recognize two. That being the Holy Communion and the Baptismal. Now, you say, why do they just recognize two out of the seven? Those two, the Lord's Supper or Communion and Baptismal, was the only two that Jesus participated in. The others, uh, I know you've seen the, the Catholic, the priest, when someone's dying and they have the last rites, you know, they make the sign. Well, Methodists don't do that. Uh, marriage is another one of the seven sacraments. Jesus never was married, so he didn't participate in that. So the only two that he participated in was the uh, communion or Lord's Supper and the baptismal, the two sacraments that the Methodists uh, recognize or honor. So that's why the other five are still in the uh, Catholic service, but the Methodists didn't adopt them. Uh, the baptismal of Jesus brings us to a question and it's a question that you can get many an argument started with. The question being, do you need to be baptized to get into heaven? Now there are some denominations that will tell you that yes, that is a prerequisite for entrance into heaven. Some people would argue till they turn blue in the face that yes, you have to be baptized. Well, like I told them at Pleasant Hill a few minutes ago, I can take you out here to the river every day of the week. And I can dunk you in that river every day. That doesn't save you. You're not going to heaven, Mr. College. You was dunked in the water. You can join every church in this county. You can be on the roll book of every church in this county. That don't mean you're going to heaven. 
So you don't have to be baptized in order to get to heaven. Well, what do you have to do? Simply come in a simple profession of faith. Ask Jesus Christ into your heart to forgive you of your sins. That's, that's the moment you are saved. That is the moment that you have earned your entrance into heaven. Now, from that moment, once you make that profession, once you make that asking Christ into your heart, then the baptismal and joining the church are the next two things that come in order. But just being baptized, just joining the church, you're still lost. So the only way, as we said, is through Jesus Christ, asking him into your heart, accepting him into your heart to forgive you of all of your sins, all of the things you've done wrong. That is your entrance. And that's where we are today. When each one of you accepted Christ, that was the moment you were saved. You look at the thief on the cross. He wasn't baptized. If you believe in deathbed confessions, they weren't baptized in all probability. But God tells us the moment that you asked his son into your heart, that is the moment you receive your forgiveness. That is the moment that you have earned or got your way into heaven. So, that brings us to another question. Did Jesus need to be baptized? Here, the only person that ever was and ever will be perfect without any sin at all. What did he have to confess? What sins were he trying to confess? So why did he have to be baptized? Or did he have to be baptized? And the answer is no. We look at his baptismal in three different ways or affecting three different ways of our life. First of all, we're told that his baptismal was a sign or a complete dedication to the following of the will of God the Father. So when he was baptized by John, then what he was doing, he wasn't asking or seeking his sins to be forgiven. He was dedicating his life. He was dedicating the rest of his life the rest of his service to God the Father. Just like when you, when you came to Christ and you were baptized, you made a commitment then to serve and to work for Jesus, for the church, for all those around you. You were dedicating yourself to them and to their service. But above all, 
you were making your dedication to serving Jesus Christ. So that's that's why he, in his baptismal, was showing us was a dedication to serving God and to living by the commandments and the standards that he set down. Another thing, when he was baptized, this was the beginning of his earthly ministry. Remember when he was baptized and he came up out of the water and the dove came down and the voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I am greatly pleased in. Where if you read on further as to what happened, you'll know that it says the spirit led him out into the desert where he was tempted for 40 days by the devil. So this was the beginning of his earthly ministry. So when we, when you, or when I came to be a Christian, came to accept Christ, came to be baptized into his family, into his kingdom, that began our Christian journey. From that moment on, the things that we did, the things that we were looking forward to do was all to serve and please Jesus Christ. That is and was our Christian journey initiated by our baptism into the kingdom of God, serving a father above. So these are some of the things that his baptismal brought to him and also brings down to us. Also, we can look at it as setting an example. Remember, several things that Christ did when he was here on earth in his ministry, he did as an example for us to show us how we should treat other people. Remember, he said he came not to be served, but to be the servant. And that's what we are expected to do. We're to go out and serve God, this church, ourselves, the way that we want to be treated. Just think what this world would be like if we were to treat people the way that we want to be treated. How much better this world would be. How much trouble we wouldn't ha be having today. But unfortunately it sounds like or seems like that more and more people are using the reverse of the golden rule and their theory is to do unto others before they do it unto me. And that seems to be the prevailing thought among too many people today, we should treat people the way we want to be treated. And if we would just do that, we would be a lot better off. So he did it as an example. And if we'll turn to uh, the 13th uh, <coughs> in Matthew uh, 20, chapter 20, verse 22, uh, Another example he gave to us, at this time, 
Remember the two disciples asked if one could sit at the right hand and the other at the left hand of him when they had the power to do. And he told them, no, that wasn't authority given to him. It was given by the Father in heaven. But he did ask them a question. And he asked us today the same question. And he asked them, are you able? The question he asked, going to the 22nd verse, in the, says, But Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the baptismal that I am baptized with? And they said, We are able. There's a hymn. We are able. Yes, Lord, we are able. So he was asking these disciples, just as he is asking us today, are you able? Are you able to be baptized into the life that I will be enduring while on earth? You see, he knew he knew the road ahead was going to be rough and rocky. He knew there was going to be many obstacles. And he asked them, just as he's asking us today, are you able, are you willing to do the things, to go through the trials and the rough, rocky road that lies ahead as a Christian? Are you willing are you able to endure? Or will the going get so rough that you'll fall by the wayside? Too many people. You see, too many people, when they first come to accept Christ, they're all fired up. But as time goes by, you sort of see they start slowing down. The fire starts getting a little bit dimmer. So he says, are you able, are you willing to do the things that you are be asked to do as a Christian? Because he knew there would be many things that would make life rough for you. But yet, are they rough? No. As a Christian, it's going to change your life. How? First off, it's going to put you at odds with your friends. The old pals that you used to run around with. The things you used to do. When you come to know Christ and you quit doing, when you quit going to the places you used to go, when you quit talking the way you used to talk, when you quit acting the way you used to act, People are going to not desire to be with you. They're going to turn against you. They're going to leave you out of their plans. Are you willing to give that up? Are you able to move forward doing the things that Christ would have you to do? Does it bother you to think that your old friend's 
are no longer your friends, but think of the new friends you have made and the things that they're doing, the things that enriches their life. Which is more important to you? So the question he asked again is, are you able? Are you willing? Another thing, it'll change you by the attitude you have It'll change your heart. All of the old evil, all of the old corrupt things that used to be in your heart are no longer there. Well, now what's wrong with giving that up? That is a, should be a pleasure to know that you have rid yourself of all of these habits, all of these things. So, yes, we should be able to Eradicate all of this from our system, all of our thoughts and all of our actions. Another thing, when you come to know Christ, you know that you are never alone. It don't matter where you may be. It don't matter what you may be involved in. Once you are baptized into the kingdom, into the family of God, you have a family that will always be with you through thick and thin. A family that you can turn to, knowing that they will be there for you, knowing that they will never desert you, no matter what the situation may be. What about... What about the friends you had in your previous life? Did they stand by you? Did they hold you up when things got bad for you? When you look for them to come to your help, to come to your assistance, where were they? Well, that's something you don't have to worry about once you're baptized into the kingdom of God. You have a family that is there for you to encourage you and to help you over whatever, whatever the difficulty may be. Yes, Jesus' baptismal was an example for us. Remember when he came into the upper room that night and was to have the Last Supper with his disciples. Remember what the first thing was he did? He washed the feet of his disciples. We find that in the uh, 13th chapter of the Gospel of John. Verse 5 says, After that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel where he was girded. And then verse 15 tells us the reason why. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. So everything Christ did, everything he does today, is to show us as a child of God how we are to respond, how we are to react to the situation around us. So as we look today at the 
baptismal of Jesus and what it means to us. We use it, as we said before, as a sign to others that we have changed. We're, we're not the same old person that they once knew. We're, we're different. No, I mean, my old ugly face and fat body is still the same. But my heart, my mind is different. I've got different things to do, different ways to look at things. I sit through the eyes of God, not through the eyes of the world. So, your baptism brought about a change to you, an inward change that is visible to the naked eyes by those you come in contact with. Yes, they will recognize that you're different. There's something a little bit different. You're not the same person I once knew. Just think what impact your life may have on someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We're told in the 28th chapter Matthew, this is what we always talk about as being the Great Commission, when Jesus told his disciples that they were to go into all the nations, preaching and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have that same, same commission today. As a Christian, God has commissioned you to be a disciple here in your community, in your family, at work, wherever. To tell people about Christ. To bring people to know and accept Jesus Christ. So today that is the thing we want to remember about Jesus Christ being baptized. And what it means was needed, no, but it has an implication to us as to how we are to live our lives, how we are to react, how we are to respond to those around us, and what we're to try and do in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So today, that is the challenge to you. That your baptism will serve you in the way that it is meant to serve. As a means to go out into the world. Preaching and converting people. To come to know Jesus Christ. As we sing our invitation with him today. This is your invitation. This is a challenge to you. If you're here today and you need to speak with God one-on-one, -on -one, always, the altar is always open to anyone and everyone. If you have a need today, would you come? Christ is here waiting for you.
draw us nearer and nearer every day. May we live to serve Him. And may we live with His commandments and His ways instead of the ways of the world. We thank you, Father, for all the blessings you have given to us. We thank you for the joys that we have heard today of people who are recovering from their health problems. We you, Father, with the, the names that we have heard that suffered a loss, a death in their family. We just, again, Father, ask that you would be with those families to comfort and console them as only you can. Be with this church, this congregation. Continue to bless us and to lead us, Father, in this coming year that we may do more and more to be an influence and an impact in this community. We ask again as our youth prepare to go to resurrection that you will be with each and every one who goes, even the adults who are going as chaperones, that you will bless this weekend for them. Bring them back to us, Father, more committed to serving you and this church. I go with us to this day and bring us back, Father, into your house at the next appointed time, next Sunday morning. All these things we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Shelton, we'll see you.
Nobody never came to the door. Of course, I didn't know what his work schedule was. They had, they had a place in the summertime. <laughs> I don't know his schedule either. Like it. Like it. I, think I thought he was working every other Sunday. Yeah. But I don't know. If it, if it's a if you give me his phone number, I'll go back by and if you don't come to the door, I'll call you. Okay. Josh, you are us one of you. Let's go to Yeah. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 